Welcome to On Air, the CFM podcast. For over 50 years, CFM Distributors has been your leading HVACR wholesale distributor in the Midwest. In this HVACR podcast, you'll hear from employee owners of CFM Distributors who will provide you with stories, experiences, resources, and ideas to better your business. You can find more information and episodes on our website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com. Good morning, everyone. This is Tom Roberts. On today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the COVID relief funding that was available through the COVID-19 stimulus deal approved by Congress in December, recently signed into law, which includes a total of $82 billion in education stimulus stabilization funding, and $54 billion of that is in the Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund, which includes uh, funding to the states and school district to allow schools to respond to the coronavirus, including things like school facilities repair and improvements, which include heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems, those projects that will improve indoor air quality in school facilities, as well as some of that funding uh, to address uh, learning loss in learners at those educational facilities. But what we want to focus in on was a question from a contractor who asked, what things would I be thinking of to get school districts ready to apply for this funding when it comes out from either the state or the school district, uh, and those school districts are able to use this funding to improve the indoor air quality in their schools. And I think maybe the way I would start the approach is, of course, holistically and where we can get the most bang for the buck to improve the indoor air quality. But the number one thing for any place of assembly, including a school classroom, a gymnasium, etc., is ventilation. So my first thought for an existing school facility would be to generate a proposal and discuss this with the school district operating personnel as well as the leadership school district and or superintendent's office to discuss recommissioning the ventilation systems and specifically to start with the inspection, cleaning, and optimization of exhaust fans that serve bathrooms, locker rooms, and the like. As we all know, as the years go by, you get up on the roof And you see broken belts, defective damper actuators, defective motors, just all over the place. And so a complete inventory and a a methodical review of the operation of every exhaust fan and the status of its belt, motor, etc. And getting all of that up and running to the original design specs would be a great service to begin the ventilation process. That's on the exhaust end. Then on the fresh air end, I would want to inspect all economizers and fixed outside air hoods, dampers, actuators, and control systems. Once again, if you think about your experience of looking at rooftop units that could be anywhere from 3 years old to 25 years old, many of those economizer damper actuators are missing linkages, the uh, Dampers have slipped, stuck closed. The actuators are themselves defective. They're no longer getting a control signal to open. Same thing with fixed outside air, even actually gravity barometric dampers. 
They can be stuck closed. They can have bird's nests, all kinds of things in them that are interfering with the proper fresh air serving that particular system. So we start with ventilation on the exhaust side. We move to the fresh air side. And while we're looking at the fresh air side, we also want to look right behind there at what filtration efficiencies and sizes and MERV ratings, if available, there are on these systems. That will get us in a position where we can we can address holistically the, the complete fresh air cycle, as well as optimizing the filtration efficiency and upgrade at least to MERV 10. MERV 10 filters, uh, generally two-inch pleated filters that we used to think of as MERV 8, or back in the 70s and 80s, we called 30% efficient filters. Those newer MERV 10 rated versions of the two-inch pleated filters provide excellent efficiency, and very reasonable pressure drops for these commercial rated systems. Beyond that, once we've addressed exhaust, fresh air through the economizer and fixed outside air hoods, and looked at our filtration, we would move on to cleanliness. Um, Older units may or may have not received the right amount of preventive maintenance, including cleaning. And indoor air quality starts with a clean coil, especially the wetted surface and drain pans. Cleanliness is the answer to getting rid of microbial growth in those cooling coil regions and drain pan areas. Then once we have it clean and we have our ventilation system clean, we have good filtration and we have a clean evaporator and wetted surface area up through and including the blower housing and blower wheel downstream on a draw-through unit. Then we can protect that with applied active technologies. That's the time then to go look at adding perhaps UVC, ultraviolet disinfection for the cooling coil areas and drain pan areas, and possibly adding needle point ionization to improve the indoor air quality, not only in the system itself, but also in the occupied space. So that would be my go-forward strategy. And it starts with generating an analysis of each school building to see what work needs to be done. And someone obviously has to pay for that. This is not a simple matter of walking the roof and seeing generally what you have. It's going to take some time to do this analysis. And I think the indoor air quality analysis could also be sold by the contractor to the school district as the first stage of a greater project to really get the school district HVAC systems up and running in an optimally clean, optimal fresh air, optimal filter and active technologies feeding a a occupied space that's adequately served by an exhaust fan system from those areas that have higher pollution, those locker rooms, bathrooms, etc. And then we can get that school breathing again and get the correct amount of ventilation air that will assist us in improving the indoor air quality. While you're doing the survey, we may find buildings that are either old enough or they have had units put out of commission that require a large amount of fresh air. And we now, of course, have that technology available in a very straightforward package called a dedicated outside air system. 
so those package units can be added to the roof or at ground level outside and introduce anywhere from 1,000 to 20,000 CFM of heated, cooled, dehumidified air to really increase the ventilation rates in those areas that are suffering. So keep your eyes open for those applications where we would like to address the economizers or fixed outside air hoods, but they just aren't present anymore or the systems that used to have them are gone. And perhaps a dedicated outside air system is what we need to improve the air quality. As far as the timing on this goes, by the end of January, there's supposed to be more specific information out to the states that would then go to the school district and or state boards of education to give us further guidance on exactly how they're going to be allocating the money and what criteria they will be using. If you have any questions, be sure and ask your TM from CFM distributors or ask our applied systems group. Those commercial folks will be happy to help you. I wish all of you a great and successful 2021. Look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. You can tune in each Friday right here for new episodes. If you'd like more information, visit CFM's website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com.